Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. So we're going to begin this last lesson in this semester with Ephesians chapter 3. Ephesians chapter 3. And if you have it, go ahead and turn on your phones or your devices or in your Bible. If not, look up to the front. We're in the New Living Translation today and most of the time we alternate from the New King James to the New Living Translation, just to let you know. And so here it begins, verse 16. Let's start with that. And Paul writes, and I pray that from his glorious, everyone say unlimited, unlimited, unlimited resources, he will empower you. Who's he? God. With inner strength through his spirit. So through the Spirit of God, through the Holy Spirit, we have access to unlimited or limitless resources. Then Christ, which is the anointing, it isn't Jesus' last name. It's referring to who he was and what was in him. Then Christ will make his home in your hearts as you trust him. Walking with God is a trust factor. There's involving, it involves trust. Your roots will grow down into God's love and keep you strong. Your roots will grow down into God's love. And you may have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep His love is. That's a tremendous revelation. And I want to tell someone here that you are loved more than you know. The proof of that was Calvary. And, and, and Jesus died just for you. I know there's a number of people here. I know there's a number of people watching. But Jesus died just for you. And let me continue that. It didn't stop there. He rose again just for you. May you experience the love of Christ through it is too great, though it is too great to fully understand. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Now all glory to God who was able through his mighty power at work in us. Did you know that there is something working in you right now? more than your hunger for lunch there's yeah you're like pastor there's something working to me i haven't been able to figure it out yet not that not, that's not the kind of problem we're talking about it's not even a problem we're dealing with we are talking about the spirit of god beginning to work and do things in your spirit in your life number one your faith your faith to understand that god loves you to give you a love, an understanding, a faith, a power, a peace. There's so much that we've gone through this semester to accomplish infinitely more than we can ask or think. If you thought you knew what God was doing, that's where God just, he's just getting started, right there. It's never, I'm telling you, it never ends with God. God is so big. 
There are no limitations with God. So we're going to remove the limitations. We're going to teach about this, and we're going to talk about a limit, limitless living. Limitless living is what we're going to be teaching on today. We want you to grab a hold of it. We believe it's going to bless you and help you. How many of you want to see every limit in your life just destroyed, just removed, every cap over your life just taken off? It can happen through consistency, and there's biblical, biblical principles for this to take place. So why don't you bless the service one more time? Just set the tone and say, Lord Jesus, bless this word. Touch our hearts. Move in this moment in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. 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 Give God a hand clap because he's so worthy. Thank you, Jesus. And turn to somebody and tell them that God has a limitless life for you. God has, and you can be seated, God has a limitless life for you. It's so important to understand how we learn. You have to know what type of learner you are most of the time. Are you a visual learner, an audible, you know, do you have to say something in order to retain it? But we learn by repetition. Some of us are blessed with minds that you can just see at one time, hear at one time, and you'll never forget it. That be not me. So it's important for us before we end this part, first part, that we review what we've gone through. So I want you to take a look at this slide very quickly, and let's just review what we've gone through for the weeks, because it's going to make more sense to us and what we're going to talk about today. The first week we talked about a limitless love. This pertained to our relationship with God. This pertained to how we can establish a stable mindset and walk with God in order to begin the process of a limitless life. You must, you must first, just like the Apostle Paul said, he prayed that our knowledge would grow and we know the the width and the, the, the length and the height and the depths of the love of God. It's so important to have that as your foundation. And then we learned about limitless faith, the faith of God, where God's given every person the measure of faith, but then there's God's limitless faith that we have access to. If you feel like you have some question or doubt or you limit yourself in some way, it's amazing how much prayer will actually change that mindset. It's amazing how, in, even right now, some of you possibly um, can testify really and say, you know what, since I, I walked into church maybe a little discouraged or maybe stressed out from the week, but, but at this point I can feel some things begin to lift off of me. I can feel my faith begin to rejuvenate and regenerate and it's just amazing what the presence of God can do when you plug into it when you surrender to it and then you'll find that your faith always goes up then we learned about the authority of God how the power of God the limitless power is a direct result of understanding being under his authority, what it means. Being under the authority of God and submitted to God allows your life to, to really face any direction towards any opposition, any challenges, 
and you know without a shadow of a doubt that the one that God has placed in you, the anointing, Jesus, the Christ, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, it's synonymous in many ways. We experience and express how God's Spirit works in our life, but the truth is, is that all authority has been given to Jesus in heaven and in earth, and he lives in you. And he lives in you. And then we talked about limitless peace. How the peace of God is transferred to us as we trust him. God is not moved by the economy. God is not moved. We've heard preachers say this. You've heard this being said so many times. He's not moved by rumors of war. And he's not filled with anxiety. He's not worried. He doesn't bite his fingernails. He, 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 I mean, God... You know, he's not like us, but God has full control. God has all power and authority. And when we can tap into that mindset through prayer, a relationship with God, which was the first week, through the love of God, we learn to trust him. How many of you know you can't trust anything that hasn't been tested? And sometimes our faith has to be tested in order for trust to develop. And so now we're going into this, this last week, and we're talking about limitless living. And so really what limitless living is, is when we apply all of this knowledge that we've just taken in. It's when we apply these principles in our life and put them into action. So limitless living is putting what you've learned into action and actually having a scriptural base for what you believe. The Word of God is the highest authority that God has given to us that's tangible, that we can see and read. That's the written Word. But then there is the fresh Word of God, that God's Word through a, a fresh spoken Word that holds authority and it's expressed. But the guidance and the direction and the compass and the map for our life is the Word of God. And as we mix faith with that and go to prayer, that word becomes alive and God releases it out of our spirit as we pray and as we talk and as we decree. That's why many times we agree together and we confess corporately together because there's power in that, much like the children of Israel when they walked around the walls of Jericho. Let me give you an example with love. 1 Corinthians 13 and 1 says, Though I speak with the tongues of men and angels, but have not love, I have become a sounding brass and a tingling cymbal, clanging cymbal. Love matters. By faith, James says 2 and 20, he says, But do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? So if we have faith, we have to act on it. If you want to see your faith in action, begin to step out by faith and do something with what you have. You have to move. A limitless life is consisted of a life of action. You have to take action. And then there's power. And James 4 and 6 says, but he gives us even more grace to stand against evil desires. For the grace of God is the empowered, empowering the unmerited favor of God to work in our life, to keep us from sin, to get us out of sin, to keep us moving forward, and it shields us and protects us. But it also 
it also gives us the ability to do as he says. And he said, as the scriptures say, God opposes the proud, but favors, there's grace, but favors the humble. So humble yourselves before God, submit to your authority, and then resist the devil. He will flee because you have the power to do it. And then there's peace. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3 says it like this. You will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you. When you and I learn to trust God, we become fixated in the sense of setting the thermostat to keep our spirit at a certain temperature. You can be cold and refreshing for others, or you can be hot and fiery and be passionate, but being lukewarm, God says, I, I can't live in that kind of environment. I'll spew you out. In other words, I won't have nothing to do with it, but, but God's designed us to be refreshing or to be passionate. So we have to learn how to allow our minds to be fixed on him. Limitless blessings are experienced by limitless actions a reserve of actions and creativity that come to our mind i mean how many of us when you really wanted something you become creative how many of you have ever wanted something but you couldn't afford that something and you became creative to make that something some of you diyers out there understand what i'm talking about my kids pick on me all the time because i'm always being creative and trying to figure out how to save money and make things. I can share some of those things, but I'm not going to. <laughs> My point is, is that God has given us the creative ability to not limit our faith and put him in a box. And just because we don't think or know how it can be done doesn't mean God doesn't. What it means is, is that God's given us the ability to be creative in our faith to give him room to work. He can do anything he wants, any way he wants, any time he wants, anywhere he wants. And if we just get aligned with him, we'll figure it out and learn how to work with him and take action. That will remove all hesitation. And reservation. This is the secret to seeing God in your day. Here's the secret to seeing God work every day in your life. How many of you want to see God work every day in your life? Every day. But how you see every one of these implemented on a daily basis is point number one. And you can write this down. You must exercise prayer every morning. This sounds very simple, but it is not easy to do and to begin. But it is easy to maintain. And I'm going to explain that. Everyone knows the hardest part is just getting started with anything anything if I had a boulder up here and 
I wanted to roll it across stage. It would take more energy for me just to get behind that boulder and start pushing and start going. And then eventually it'll keep moving more. Does that look real? I didn't rehe I rehearsed the first service. And then, see, that's what most of our prayer life looks like. That's what most of our prayer lives look like. That's what coming to church looks like sometimes, too. I don't want to come to church. I'm too tired to pray. Coffee first. But do you know that once you get something big moving, down the line, if you're consistent and you build momentum to finally you get to a place where you're like, oh, this is much easier than what I thought. You know what? I can't wait to get into prayer. Oh, my God. There's something inside of me that just, I just feel like I got to go to prayer. I know ever, you're around your friends. You may not understand this, but I, I got to go home. I got to be alone. I'll be there in a minute. I'm going to wait in the car. You understand what I'm telling you? There's a, there's a greater force now moving inside of you and propelling you and giving you a desire because discipline always is hard, but discipline turns into passion, and then passion turns into action. If you can just, you and I, if we can understand the principle of starting every morning with the momentum. Now, here's what helps you Monday morning. Here's what's going to help you Monday morning, Sunday You want to know what you're doing right now? When I, can I give you a hint? You're mo building momentum. But you know what's even cooler? You've main, you maintain the momentum. So when you get into church, it's like this all the time. And you're steamrolling over things that get in your way. You're just like, you know, nothing can stop what God is doing, right? But, but Sundays is an opportunity to allow your mind to be free. Let me explain church to you just for a moment. Church isn't a place to get entertained. Church is a place to get engaged. I'm not talking to our single people, but church is a place... Well, it, it, it is a, well, let me rephrase that. It's a very good place to get engaged, rather here than any place else. But that's not what we're doing. For those of you who have questions, get into the house of God first to find out if he's worthy to bring into your home. I'm just saying. I don't know who am I talking to. I don't know who I'm talking to. But, but I do know that, that when you come to church, this moment is a moment that should be concentrating on the presence of God, the Word of God, applying it to your life to get engaged because you're going to need it on Monday, you're going to need it on Tuesday, and just throwing it out there, Wednesday nights are for here for you too to keep the momentum. I mean, I understand, and, and, and trust me, we understand business, some of you are business owners, some of you are are professionals in your, in your career, and some of you work, and we get all that stuff, but we are available to you. But more than that, the presence of God is with you everywhere you go. 
but it helps so much to be in an atmosphere that's just made for helping you build momentum corporately. When somebody next to you worships, did you know you can actually feel what comes out of their life? I don't like to sit next to people who just... Now, I don't, I don't look back a lot of times, so I'm not pointing at anybody right now. So don't look around. Don't give yourself away. But I like to sit next to people sometimes that just have it, you know, they know they're hungry, hungry people. You know, but, but I'm just saying because... I, I need his presence, and I want to be around somebody else that wants his presence too. Aren't you glad you come to a place and a church where you can worship God freely, express yourself freely? I mean, you know, it, it, I got to go to a hungry church. I mean, I got to go to a place where people want the presence of God, and, I, and that's what we're doing. But we have to do it because we need to build momentum because Morning prayer, when we meet God, is just a repeating process of what we did the day before. And if you don't put prayer first, here's the key. You're not inviting God into your day. And when you live your life and you're going out, you're not inviting him into your day because that first moment of engaging with the love of God just the simplicity of the love of God. There are so many people that believe, but yet they look over the engaging of the Spirit and simply loving Him. Love is the most powerful attribute of God you can have in your life. Love will keep you. Love will build your faith. Love will keep you at peace. Love will put you under His authority and submit to Him. Love will give you power. Love is powerful, and love never fails. But you can't, I mean, wouldn't it be weird, I mean, husbands and wives, wouldn't it be weird to go an entire day without talking to each other and going to bed without, and yeah, some of you are like, oh, Pat, we did that yesterday. <laughs> right? Oh, but Pat, we do that every week. <laughs> Nothing's, nothing. Cece, Cece. <laughs> Would it be weird? I mean, let me tell you something. I, I, I don't want to be around your home the next morning. That's all I'm saying because that's when it all happens. But can you imagine going through your week just talking to God on Sundays? Saying hi on Wednesdays. <laughs> and then expecting there to be some heat on Sunday again. You're not dating God, folks. We're married to him. <laughs> Hello. God didn't want you to be his girlfriend. God wanted you to be his wife. Am I right? I mean, I'm just saying it's true, right? And if you talk to your wife or your spouse or your family every day, you ought to do the same to God. That will build momentum. This is what brings also the anointing. The anointing of God is the expression of Christ in you working through you to accomplish his will. 
I'm going to repeat that. The anointing of God is the Spirit of Christ in you, working through you to accomplish His will. But you have to allow the momentum to be there. So, you know, you and I can't live in the anointing. It's, it's too much on the body. But there's going to be a moment that you need supernatural help and energy and wisdom, love, strength. And the anointing will meet your purpose. Finding your purpose in God. We've taught this to you. Is primarily is one of the primary importance in the Christian walk. And we've learned our purpose. But how do you personalize it to your Span of influence, sphere of influence, sphere. And, and, and here's the key. The key is right here because many times we'll limit ourselves. Prayer is a work. It, it is a work. It takes discipline but then to establish it, but then it turns into passion and desire, and that begins to drive you. Through prayer, we see God move. But when you allow God and you invite him into your day, every day, consistent with that, you get to see God work, and then God helps you. He helps you through the anointing to live a limitless life. Let me read you a scripture. 1 John chapter 2, verse 27. But the anointing, everyone say anointing. anointing. But the anointing, that's Jesus in you which you have received from him abides in you. And you do not need that anyone teach you. That doesn't mean you don't go to church. That doesn't mean you don't get educated. But what it means is that he will give you more understanding through his wisdom and insight in, through your spirit. And he will teach you his ways. You still have to get educated. You still have to learn. You still have to develop. You still have to read. I recommend all that. Uh, as, as, our, as, as I've heard someone say before, great leaders are great readers, right? Well, you and I have to continue the process. But you see, God will hone your spirit and your knowledge and understanding and give you wisdom. But he will also teach you how to live a limitless life, a life without boundaries. A blessed life. You can, you will live a blessed life. You are living a blessed life. And being blessed isn't about things. It's about relationships. And every relationship in your life, being under the influence of God, keeping you together, keeping the family together, Having the family together is one of the greatest blessings you can ever have in your life. But God will protect that. So it says right here, but the anointing which you have received from, from him abides in you, and you do not need that anyone teach you. But as the same anointing teaches you concerning all things, and it's true, and not a lie, and just as it has taught you, you will abide in him. So you see the word teaching over and over. But God is continually giving you understanding, ideas, showing you how. So when we, you and I begin to look at something and think it's impossible, God will begin through your walk, through establishing love in your roots, through giving you peace of mind, having faith, helping you recognize he's giving you authority to have power. You see, all of that 
is engaged in prayer. And as you look at life, you will start to change from, man, I don't know. I just don't know if I can do that or that's impossible. We can't do that. To, you know what? That's nothing for God to do. I believe it can be done. I believe God can make it happen. I believe that God will make a way where there seems to be no way. I'll give you an example. For example, thank you, and again, thank you for, for being patient with us in the middle of the, the new construction for your new cafe being built in the back. Uh, we're so excited and we're so humbled about that. But God gave my wife that vision and that dream to establish it and to work with special needs. And we will begin beginning soon our, our Shine On ministry, which, they, which is a special needs ministry. They'll be joining us for worship in the first service. Then we'll be leading them out and going to the youth area to teach them while teaching's happening here. And we're inviting them into the service with us, the first service. And then, second service. Well, one of those services. You know who's in charge here. But that cafe is going to be ran by special needs. I, I, you know, I thought there was a dog. What in the world? My, somebody crawled over there and got a tissue real quick. Mason, I thought Mason was here. And you had the, you got this. You got this, this dream that God gives you and, and plans that God gives you. And then, you know, if you're, if you're not walking with him, you just dismiss it as a dream. But the difference between people who have dreams and people who see their life change and see them fulfilled is faith in action and purpose. So, so everything we've ever done has been a step of faith. And it didn't mean that we had the resources, but we have always heard the voice of God say, now. And so we really felt God begin to tell us, you need to establish this. It's very important because we want to put to work special needs, the, the special needs community. They're VIPs in our mind. They need a place of employment a place to work and we're going to establish a full-blown cafe we were in our minds at the next location so in the next location the way the building is being built there's going to be a drive-through for that cafe which is very exciting on that side of town was needed but God told us you need to start doing it all right now to get to learn how to walk so when you get there you can hit the coffee grounds running right so we stepped up by faith and just began to share our vision and, and understanding from like what God's telling us and I want you to know that with God's favor and grace and his mercy that what you see happening the new construction and all that it's all taken care of God, right? And, and then, I don't know if you've ever looked into a commercial espresso machine, a volumized one, an automated one. That you can put, I mean, it's like buying a car, right? But okay, God, I mean, we believe. 
So we started looking around, started getting prices. And there are two stages. I'm taking my time, but this is for a reason. I want you to understand how God works. We go into prayer every single morning. Our entire family, if they don't live with us, they come and meet us wherever we're at, the house or here, and we pray three days a week together, every morning for all of you, for all of your businesses, for all of, your fa- all of our families, everyone here, and we also pray over the direction of the church and God to make a way. And we have now been donated all the equipment necessary to start the cafe as well. We still have we still have a few things that we need to purchase, but to get started with the hot drinks. So what I'm saying is, you guys, God has paid for and taken care of for you guys to have premium coffee if you want it. Which we're asking you, please want it. <laughs> please. And that cafe is going to be running seven days a week by special needs to our community. When this church started, it was with many hours of prayer first thing in the morning. We've learned that without prayer in the morning, we wouldn't miss the will of God for the day. But then we have to learn the art of consistency. What I'm trying to tell you is, if you'll begin to put the energy, everything you have in your body, mind, and spirit towards pushing prayer, your devotion consistently with God, once the momentum starts, all you have to learn is the art of consistency and walking. It becomes easier. And then you start to see God begin to move. And here's what happens. Point number two and the last point. You start having the faith to take, start taking small steps towards your purpose. Because before you had momentum, you would look at something and go, it's not perfect yet. The conditions aren't right. Maybe we have to wait. But then God has a time frame. And sometimes God says, step out of the boat, Peter. Come. I give you the invitation to come. See, when God calls us, it's an invitation, but it's up to us whether or not we step out. So, so here's what happens. Here's what happens. We, we, we stop, we start waiting. We, you know, that's kind of a paradox, right? We start waiting. We hurry up to wait. <laughs> For things to be right and perfect before we get started. When all along God is saying, listen, you want to run a marathon. All I'm asking you to do is walk with me. Amen. One step at a time. And as you begin to walk with him, you begin to have faith and passion and wisdom and direction, and you know what step to take, when to take it. And God will send the people, or God will send the help, and God will, because this was never meant to be done alone. Your life was never meant to be lived alone. Life moves at the speed of relationships. Even your business and any business that you do, whether you like them or not, you're still going to have to deal with people. Right? 
No matter where you go, you're going to have to deal with people, so you might as well learn to love people. But how do I love people, Pastor Bobby? By loving God. And when you love God, remember the, remember the lesson? You can pour out of your life what God has put in. You'll have it there. But what we really need is faith and not excuses. Faith and not excuses for everything that we want to do because things aren't right or we messed up even or we've fallen short. But don't you know that the mercy of God endures forever and that the grace of God is sufficient and that every morning His mercies are renewed every day. He loves you so much. He loves you so much. He went to Calvary to get rid of the excuses. He went to Calvary to get rid of the excuses. But listen to this. Ecclesiastes 11 says this in verse 3. When clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Whether the tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. In other words, things are just going to happen. Things will happen. The winds will come. The rains will come. Remember the lessons? It rains on the just and the unjust. But if a tree falls, it's going to fall where it may. Get over it. Life happens. And there's nothing you can do about that, things that have happened. What you don't have control over, you need to let go. What you don't have control over, let it go and give it to God and let him take control of it by praying it and putting it before him. And when you've asked God the first time, just begin to praise him for the rest of the time and thank him for it. He heard us the first time, right? So... So whether the tree falls to the north or the south, there is where it stays. Is this like a little statement like, what does that mean? Well, it means that things happen. Now, verse 4, farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Just as you cannot understand the path of the wind, or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in its mother's womb. So you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. I have to tell you personally, I don't know everything there is to know. In fact, if, if you've lived long enough, maybe, maybe you think like I do, but I've learned now that I, I don't hardly know anything. And that's good because it keeps me in a position of keep uh, of being educated and learning more. I mean, there's a reason why God gave us two ears and one mouth, right? I mean, we ought to talk less and listen more. And so, you know, in the sense of when it comes to learning, you know, I don't like teaching people who use this too much because I, like, well, I must not say anything. You know everything already, right? That's the way God does with us. I know, Lord, and I am blah, blah, blah. You know, we just have our way of just telling God how to do things when God is saying, you know what, if you'll just wait upon me and if you'll just wait and listen and just love on me and wait for an answer, I'll explain it to you. Because the same anointing that's in you is the same anointing that will teach you. It will teach you. And when you look at the weather and you look at the conditions, there's a voice inside of you that says nothing's too hard for God. 
It doesn't have to be perfect, and you don't have to be perfect. You have to be willing and obedient, and you also have to have my love. Let me just throw that in there. And that scripture, if I find it for you, I'll explain to you that Jesus even said the greatest of all the commandments is to love him and love others. Here's what I'm, gonna, here's what I'm trying to tell you right here. Come on, Haley. So verse 6 says it like this. Look at verse 6. So you don't know all things. Trust God. Just trust him. That's what it's saying. Trust God. And then it's saying, plant your seed when? In the morning. And then what? And keep busy all afternoon. Take action. Plant your seed. Leave the rest up to God, but do something about it. Don't just sit there. Don't just wait. You got to start someplace in your life. You have to start someplace with God. Church is a great outlet to serving. Serving is the only way to find your purpose. Wherever that's at, in your, wherever you're at in your life. You know, when you go to work, you're actually serving. You know, if you own a business, you're actually serving. Anyone who owns a business, they've really, their problem solvers, they found a problem to solve. And then they take on the attitude of a servant. And they serve their community or serve their customers. But in the church, God has a purpose and God has a plan. But the only way to find your purpose in God is to find out where God is in your life and know what God's intent is. And I'll give you a clue, and here's a secret. The intent is always to see lives changed. Jesus came to save a lost and a dying world. That's the end game, to take people with us to heaven, not just go to heaven by ourselves. we got to take people with us. So everything we do has to have that end goal in mind, to see lives change somehow. Just being here today, you're making a contribution to others just by being here. Your consistency in the house of God is encouraging for other people that know, you know what, I, I don't feel like it, but they, they remember. But you know, so-and-so's there every single week. That's encouraging. It's encouraging for us. It's encouraging to others. You're still here. They know where to find you. Be predictable because you're consistent. People ought to know that know you and are close to you that there's a certain time in the morning that you're going to be spending with God. Not to call you. Not to bother you. You're predictable. You're consistent. Not that you have to tell everybody your business, but you know what? After a while, people know that you spend time with God. The disciples didn't have to tell anybody they spent time with Jesus. The scripture says they perceived that they had spent time with Jesus. God will remove the, 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 the fear, the hesitation of what you need to start taking small steps. Everything begins with one step. But when you're consistent with that, you can get so much further, so much further in your life and you watch God work on a daily basis. It's not hard. It's not impossible. You can invite God into your day by giving him the morning, sowing your seeds of faith, of love into the day 
in first thing in the morning. And if you really want to know the secret to having a great morning, have a great night. Start prayer at night. That's when it starts, really. But I'm here to tell you that you will see the purpose of God come to pass in your life. You will see God bring every promise come to pass. Every pro he will bring every promise to pass. He, he will begin to work in your life. God will meet you. God will meet you. And I'm going to close with this, and this is what I'm going to give you. To see a limitless life, put God's Word in your mind every day. Did you know that you don't have to memorize the entire Bible to be effective? But start someplace. Did you know that if you memorize one verse every week for a whole year, just one verse, one little bitty verse every week for a year, by the end of the year, you'll have 52 scriptures in your heart ready to be released in prayer and praise and warfare and prayer and healing. You'll have it. Do the math after three years, after two years over a hundred and so forth just being consistent put the word of God in your mind every day pray from your heart every day and be confident in your calling every one of you are called to do something different to build the kingdom of God some of you are built and designed to be business owners and to raise the finances and to be kings and provisionaries some of you are called to be priests and to serve and to teach and to lead and to build in the temple some of you are also built to built to leave legacies and to raise your children so you can raise them up to be effective because it doesn't end with you the value that we have as family it consists of not just your own family, but your children's future family, their, their children's future family, your grandchildren's to come. You're building a legacy right now, and you, you can teach them more by what you do than by what you say. And what you have to do is show them how to live a limitless life by being consistent with Him and letting the love of God grow. If you're hungry for that, stand to your feet and just lift up your hands and make that your prayer and say, God, just put a passion and renew a passion and a fire inside of me and help me to be consistent and to grow and let me lead my family. Let me begin to feel your presence and know, God, that I invite you into my life every day. It's not just on Sundays or Wednesdays. It is not just God one day a week. God, we didn't we don't want to we, we're not called to date you, Lord. We're married to you and we want to be intimate with you and talk to you and relate to you. So we invite you, God, into this moment today. Let someone, God, have momentum in their spirit before they walk out of here. Let somebody here, if they've not given their life to you, let them do it right now. Let them give their life to you right now by saying, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Come into my mind. If that's you, make that your prayer. If you've not made Jesus the Lord of your life and King of your domain, tell them, Lord, forgive me of my sins. Be my Lord and Savior. I'm sorry for everything I've done. In your own words, make that your prayer. But if you need momentum, 
somebody lift up their hands and just begin to praise him.